1: Acadian Custom Shutters, not to be confused with Acadian Windows or any other Acadian company is locally owned and operated. Specializing in interior and exterior shutters, window coverings, as well as awnings and patio covers. If you're looking for quality American products with an excellent personal service and workmanship at an affordable price, call Acadian Custom Shutters at 985-893-3119 or AcadianCustomShutters.com. Serving the South Shore, North Shore, South Louisiana, the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Acadian Custom Shutters, 985-893-3119. Thank you. I like this kind of party, baby! nude. Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM NASH icon on your radio dial, the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, NASHFM1061.com and EricAsher.com. The World Wide Web is where you can find that program. Of course, also, at Eric on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show, and Instagram are our social media platforms. Our podcast is everywhere. Spotify, Anchor, our home base, but on all, podca- all podcasting platforms, just search Inside New Orleans. Show with Eric Asher, you'll find that, and uh, we had a great show today. Today on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, hope you get a chance to check it out tonight. If you didn't check us out at one o'clock on either live streaming on the WLA TV YouTube page or live on WLA TV, Uh, Matty Hudak, uh, Tulane sideline reporter, pardon me, and uh, Brooke Kirschhofer of WWL Channel Four Sports, where I guess both those gals, did a great job. Saints, Pelicans, Tulane, LSU football. Talked about LSU basketball, uh, the Louisiana Derby. Uh, We also got into, uh, 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 just quickly, baseball uh, as well. Uh, So we got a pretty full show. Check us out tonight at 6 o'clock on LAE. 10 o'clock on the Deuce, that's WLAE TV 2, that's every Thursday night. Every Friday night at 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It's already up on the WLAE TV YouTube page. It'll be up on our website, ericasher.com, by the end of the weekend. And we'll have it on our social media platforms tonight. All right, we've got a a little bit of change in our normal schedule today. Ali Cassell will be joining us at 4.15 to talk PELS. Ross Jackson in his normal slot at 435. Gary Smith jumps in at 515, uh, talking Tulane. We'll finish up with Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, talking everything. But primarily we'll talk some LSU with him, all that coming up here on the program today. Brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, Oceana Grill, Mambos, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, uh, and Old New Orleans Cookery. 205 Bourbon Street, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Get, o- get on down to the French Quarter, and if you're there, in the 200 block of Bourbon Street, you've got to make a stop. Uh, first, and, uh, first of all, Cajun Creole Cuisine at its finest. Uh, something for everyone on the menu, Again, even, again, uh, other American fare. But you've got to try, again, the great menu over at Old New Orleans Cookery. And not just that menu. How about the cocktail menu? Uh, extraordinary cocktails by some of the great mixologists we have in the city. Uh, two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Spectacular have your next event. You get your own private Bourbon Street balcony, private restroom, private bar, this huge room in this uh, uh, 300-year-old building in the French Quarter. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. And, of course, again, they know how to put a party on at the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, also, downstairs, there's an uh, authentic French Quarter courtyard for you to dine in. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street to, to be able to kind of see the the craziness there while again you're enjoying a cocktail or one of the uh, fantastic menu items. Uh, to find out more, it's nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. All right, really sad note uh, yesterday as we were going off the sh- off the air. Uh, you know when it popped up on my on my screen, I, I didn't read it all the way. Uh, it looked as though again that uh, the saints were getting ready to sign a hometown boy, and of course we 're talking about Foster Murrow, uh, who again looked like he was very close to signing a deal look you don 't go through the um, through a physical with a team unless you 're pretty close to again on the numbers on what you 're going to sign right and there have been a lot of rumors out there for those again that that, that are that are plugged in uh, that Foster Murrow was going to be a saint. Uh, unfortunately for Foster Morrow, his family, and again, i got to be honest with you, New Orleanians, Saints fans, or are, 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 are those that are not, um, he has uh, been diagnosed by Saints doctors uh, with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, it will probably cost him this season, his free agent season uh, of all seasons, right? Uh, but the good news is uh, this is a cancer you can come back from. This is a cancer you can beat. And uh, I have no doubt that Foster Murrow, formerly of Jesuit, uh, formerly of LSU, uh, uh, most recently again drafted by the, the Raiders in the fourth round what four years ago uh, and, and now was an, was an unrestricted free agent, um, will we'll come back stronger than ever. And, and hopefully, again, uh, there will be another chance for him to be able to come back around and maybe be a, a, a Saints tight end. We don't know what the Saints are going to do now. It looked as though that might be the direction they were going. Uh, and then especially, again, with Taysom Hill taking on more of a jack-of-all-trade roles and moving him out of that tight end position, which would have been a nice uh, – that, that would have been a nice upgrade there with, with Foster Murrow. It really would have been. Plus, again, playing with Derek Carr, it's one of the reasons why Jonathan Abrams said yesterday he, he wanted to come to New Orleans uh, because of Derek Carr. Uh, Foster Murrow and Carr had a great um, um, rapport. Uh, in uh, In Las Vegas, so again, our thoughts and prayers go out to the murrow family I, I know his I know both of his uncles uh you know darrow and and and, and, uh, and David went to De La Salle with those guys uh, you know David and I have stayed in touch. Uh, over the years, great baseball coach for Jesuit as well. You know, Darrell broke the record for for, for it was in against Book of World Records uh, for again consecutive free throws. Went on to play, play a uh, play at uh, Tulane, had a great great career there. Uh, and Foster Murrow was a, was a again uh, a, an outstanding player at, at Jesuit and and made himself in, into a pro player at LSU. Uh, so again, I have no doubt that he, uh, he will be able to beat this. I'm just hoping that merry-go-round comes around one more time and then he could say that he's a New Orleans Saint, because it looked like it was going to be very close to doing that. And the Saints surely could have used him, because he's, he's a hell of a player. Not just, again, a guy that can, can, can catch the football, block. He's, he, is a, he is a cerebral player, and a guy that can also help you on special teams. But right now, he's got a bigger battle on his hands than, than obviously, again, uh, on the gridiron. So, again, our thoughts and prayers are with the Murrow family. Foster Murrow on, on again, uh, kicking cancer's ass, and, and getting back on the field, getting back to a life of normalcy. No doubt about it. Alright, speaking of Normalcy. Who? I, I wish we were, I wish we were. We could turn the clock back to uh, 2022, right before January 2nd, when uh, when Zion went out, uh, because all was uh, all, all was we were popping champagne corks back then, thinking again. This is a this is going to be a, a top four team in the in the uh, in the West. It's a contender for the NBA championship. Unfortunately, things have not gone that way for the Pelicans uh, now. And uh, so we'll bring on now Alec Cassell of the Bird Rights to give us his take on what's happening with the Pels. Ali, how are you, bud? I'm doing
2: good, all things considering, with that introduction, right? I mean, I know we were all flying high two and a half, three months ago, but it's not all doom and gloom just yet, even though Zion Williamson's news could have been better.
1: It could have been, but for those that that that, that have been in a bubble somewhere, tell us what happened. Tell us what you know.
2: Right, so yesterday the Pelicans announced that in addition to Jose Alvarado's season likely being over, he's not going to be reevaluated for for another two to three weeks' time, Zion Williamson's close to sitting in that same seat. He won't get reevaluated for another two weeks' time, but unlike Jose, he's allowed to start doing basketball activities, right? So he's allowed to start running uh, up and down the court, dribbling, shooting, basically everything short of contact right now, which represents a step in the right direction for him. The only problem is there's what, 3 weeks if that left in the regular season. That's roughly how I think all of us expect for him to at least require in terms of getting back to the court. So, realistically, I think if the Pelicans could somehow make the play-in tournament, maybe we could see him for one of those games, but I think the better more realistic hope is they would have to make the playoffs for him to play again this year.
1: So, you're not in the in the camp of Memphis on the 5th of of April, the Knicks on the 7th of April or at Minnesota on the 9th of April, you think that they're going to hold him out until at least the play-in tournament, uh, if he's going to play at all?
2: Yeah, unfortunately, Eric, that's the way I feel. And, you know, there's a lot of things to point to, right? Look at, for instance, his own history. He's never been a quick healer. So after every MRI, he seemingly needs, you know, a good amount of time in order to get back once there's positives, right, with imaging and such. And then, of course, this organization has always handled them with kid gloves, and there's more reason than ever to go down that route because he's already had a setback with this injury, right? That's right, hamstring strain. So the odds are they're going to do that because, look, if he was to, say, suffer another setback, then he to rip the muscle from, you know, off the bone or something along those lines. Boy, then we're probably talking about how this injury is going to affect next season. And this season, Eric, let's face it, the Pelicans started off great, and I would understand it if maybe they're in the top four. But the fact that they're fighting to get in the playing tournament, there's no realistic odds of making a deep playoff run. So, again, why bring him back? for? It's not meaningless basketball, but it's not, you know, the fruits aren't going to be as great as they possibly could have been. So I just, you know, everything, like I said, points to, I don't think we're going to see him till minimum playoffs. There's no reason to really bring him back any faster right? than they need to.
1: Ten games left, uh, uh, five games at home, five games away, eight against the the West, two against the East. They take on one of those Eastern Conference teams tonight, Charlotte. That's a game they should win, but at this point, you never know whether they're going to win or not. Then they're on the road at, at the Clippers, at Portland, at Golden State, at Denver. They come back home for the last week of the season uh, in the beginning of April. Clippers at home, Sacramento at home, and then I mentioned that Memphis, New York Knicks, and then at Minnesota to finish out the season. Uh, right now, obviously they got to go on a winning streak. Okay, uh, they're separated by uh, the tenth spot. I think a half a game. Uh, when you look at at the uh, at the fifth spot, I think it's uh, it's two and a half games out of that fifth spot right now. Uh, a lot can happen, and they are taking on Western Conference teams. So if they were to catch fire, uh, again, they're in, a, they're in a good position to move up. Uh, I went through this with the, with the audience yesterday uh, on the radio show, today on the television show. Part of the problem is the tiebreakers. They, they, they don't have the tiebreaker with the Lakers. They don't have the tiebreakers with Utah. It's still up in the air on Minnesota. There's one game left. That series is tied. The the, the series is tied with Dallas. Oklahoma City, uh, they own the tiebreaker 3-1. to uh, One game left with Golden State. That's a 2-1 to advantage for the Pels. And I'll just do the Clippers because of, again, Paul George's injury. Uh, again, they are 1-0 and right now with two games left, one at home, one away. The tiebreakers don't favor them in a lot of cases. They've got to be able to pick up some wins here.
2: Yeah, and that that's a big part of the problem, and that goes part of the analysis of why I feel the way I do about Zahn and his potential return. But look, I feel like they have to go six and four over this remaining schedule, right? Because you've just mentioned they're looking up, and there's a lot of teams that have that tiebreaker. So you've got to finish above a lot of these teams, right, just to get in the playing tournament. And the way it's trending, it looks like 500, right? If the Pelicans go six and four, they would finish the season even at 41 and 41. That looks like that will get you in the play-in tournament. Anything below okay. that, and especially when you don't have tiebreakers, looks mm-hmm. like you're going to be below that unfortunate line. So, you're right. Got to get this Charlotte win, just like they did against the uh, Houston Rockets in the, their last game. And then, of course, you've got an opportunity now. On this. Upcoming four-game road trip. A couple of weeks ago, it looked like all of those were going to be very difficult matchups. But now, mm-hmm. the Portland Trail Blazers, it seems like they're out of the race. Right? Damian right. Lillard might not play again this season. That's at okay. least that's the word coming out of Portland. And of course, the Clippers. Paul George just suffered what looked to be a very difficult injury. Even though they say he's going to be reevaluated at the end of the regular season. We don't know if we're going to see him again. That, that hurts the Clippers' chances, right? Because it was he and Kawhi Leonard were the two leaders of that team. So, suddenly, there's some opportunities opening up on this schedule to where the Pelicans, if they play well, right, if they continue mm-hmm. to do the things that earned them these two wins in the last couple of games, they could possibly get to that 6-4, and four, maybe even better finish that seems like is the requirement.
1: Maybe they get lucky. Maybe, again, the next, next week, again, you don't see, uh, obviously, Paul George. Uh, Portland's shutting down uh, Dame, as you mentioned. Maybe Golden State starts sitting down some people for, for their – some players for the, for, their, for the game on the 28th. Denver's already clinched. You know, again, you're at Denver. Maybe on the 30th, maybe you're not seeing Jokic. Uh, and then, of course, you got that run at home. Uh, Clippers, San uh, Sacramento, Memphis again. Sacramento, Memphis, are, they're in, okay? Uh, maybe they're, they're not playing their players. And the same thing with the Knicks. Knicks might be in a situation where they're in. Uh, so, again, maybe only Minnesota might come at you full strength so maybe you get lucky in the back end of the season where even though you're injured maybe some of these other teams start sitting some of their stars
2: are you saying that new Orleans might actually receive some good fortune because that'll be a long time i've seen that but look eric i'm looking at those last five games too um because look we don't know but we do know the clippers are going to try and still fight for that positioning right so they're going to be at home I think the Kings, they're going to keep that pedal to the middle. Knowing the way Mike Brown is and and how he coaches, he's not going to want to give these guys a couple days off and then maybe not rediscover that magic, right? He's a traditional coach, and he believes in, just like all these other ones, on playing your best basketball after the All-Star break. So I don't see them letting up. Same thing with the Grizzlies. And, of course, the Knicks. I mean, Tom Thibodeau, he's not known, right, for load management. Julius Randle, his goal is to play in every single regular season game this year, and he's on pace Mm -hmm. for that. So I expect all four of those games to be really tough in New Orleans, and like I just said, I don't expect any good fortune to come New Orleans' way because it never seemingly does. So those well, are the you, games we're going to be watching. Fortunately, yeah, all- you're surely would it like it. Tomorrow. I mean,
1: Sacramento is is set. They're I mean they they are in the third spot. Memphis is already clinched. Again, they're in they're in they're in the they're in the, uh, the second spot as as is Denver. So you know you would hope that that would happen, uh, but we'll see. Again, It be some nice to get some good fortune, you know, for once yeah, Eric, but uh, when, win, when it comes so to this team. Do rest
2: uh, key players it's not until like literally the last game maybe two it's not mm-hmm. a full week or anything like that unfortunately
1: well and and look sacramento and uh, and denver uh, also Memphis you know they they're off while during while there's a play-in tournament so they're they're gonna have some rest as it comes up Yeah, so right and we'll see, we'll see how that plays out um, when you look at this this team when you look at this season when you look at what's transpired, you and I have talked about it in the past um you know again. Give me your synopsis on what happened. What happened between, outside of, again, Zion going out, which is huge, Brandon Ingram going out, which was huge, uh, what happened to the, um, uh, the the surrounding, the supporting cast? Um, you know, uh, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, uh, again, uh, Alvarado, N- uh, Najee, uh, you know, all guys that were spark-plucked for this team in the second half of the season last year after the All-Star break when they caught fire. You know, again, they, they're not really using Valanchunas like they should have. They started doing it now more than anything else. And really changing the offense from, again, Zion being a guy that was a point-forward point distributing, and, and they were really flourishing to, again, more iso-ball with C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. What, what Why the change here? What what happened there? Was it, was it film being the great equalizer? Did teams get a book on these other players and, and, and and then it made it more difficult for them to excel in a more prominent role?
2: No, Eric, what I think honestly happened is quite simplistic in nature. The Pelicans got away from what makes them successful, and of course, going back to last season, that was a .5 mentality, right? So, I'd ha- you know, say since Zion went out, more times than not, the offense looked like it was running through mud, and that's because we didn't see the ball movement, the man movement, those quick decisions that Willie Green preached on his first day here last season. Even Brandon Ingram we saw early last season change, right, his mentality to where he was accepting of giving up the ball quickly when he didn't have something. He looked to catch the ball in a better positions to where he can score from instead of trying to create and get to that spot himself. So I feel like when he came back from his long absence and he saw the team losing, he tried to basically – he reverted to the way he used to play, right? He wanted, to, of course, naturally put the team on his back, you know, will his way – will the team to some victories – And that unfortunately didn't work. And so that kind of became a staple and they really got away from Jonas Valanciunas. I'll never understand why he didn't continue to get his touches, especially since zion has been out. They did a good job of looking for him maybe in the first week, week and a half after Z's injury, but then they completely just, you know, he might as well just vanished, right? Nobody was looking for him. Nobody's looking to pass the ball to him. Recent games, they have found him, right? Again. And I think that's key when he, scores the basketball, that's playing to his strength. And more importantly, it impacts winning. Pelicans are fifteen and ten this season when he scores sixteen or more points. I mean it's it just clear as day on how the team should be running offensively and where they should be looking to get their offense from. But they really got away from it for several months. And you know what, you've got to hold the coaching staff accountable for that. I mean I know CJ's hurting. Some of the role players have been asked to play bigger roles, but when you boil down to it, it's it's the same team we saw last season, right? The way they finished. So not to be able to just play to that same level, execute the same way, has really bothered a lot of people, including myself. I'm hoping that suddenly they have found some of that, right, in in these last couple of games where so it's going to push them to have a good, strong finish, but we'll see. And that's why I said this: the rest, the rest of the season is very important there. Even if they don't get Zion Williamson back, it's very important to see what they really have here and what pieces of the roster need to be kept, maybe coaching staff, right? You're still answering a lot of questions, so it's very important whether they make the playoffs or not.
1: Ali Gassel of the Bird Rights is with us. If they don't, what about the psyche of this team? I mean, is it just one of those deals where they blame it on injuries and they, they go back and reset? Is this something where I believe Griff has to take a hard look at this lineup and say, okay, well, you know, what, what, do we, what do we need to do going forward? Especially, again, with, with – look, the realization is that you're going to lose Ingram and you're going to lose Zion for long periods of time because they're often injured, uh, mm-hmm. and they haven't proven they can stay healthy in the NBA uh, during their careers. What do you think is the mindset going into the the, the offseason if they come up short in terms of the play-in tournament?
2: Yeah, that you just hit the nail on the head. You've got to be able to figure out that you're going to have to play a lot of games without one, possibly both of those key stars, right, and then and Zion. So how do you do that? Because the team didn't do <laughs> – nearly as well as they did last season, for instance. And I think a lot of it comes down to willpower. It's not just putting the ball through the hoop, but it's just being better than your opponent in key stretches. And I feel like because you have so many young pieces, they, of course, haven't learned how to play like the Jimmy Butlers of the world and a lot of the other Miami Heat. Or take another experienced team, for instance, the way the Knicks are playing and winning all these closed contests. So I think that possibly requires for you to make an upgrade or two or a change to the roster. Right, where you bring maybe some more experience in, because having to rely on so many guys, we've seen what that led to. While it's great for their own experience and growth, it may not necessarily translate right to winning next season. So I think undoubtedly that's the first place you've got to explore outside. This, that's obvious, right, Eric? We know this team needs more three-point shooting probably a more veteran point guard presence because when you don't have yes. Brandon and Zion out there, mm-hmm. boy, it really shows because you don't want to leave the ball in CJ's hands, for instance. Sure. So, yeah, there's a lot of things I think that are obvious that Griff needs to look at and probably make some changes to.
1: Does that mean in giving up on on Herb Jones, giving up on on Trey Murphy, Alvarado, um, you know, a lot of the young players, even like a, even a Lewis, a Daniels going forward, do those guys become available in in, in a trade now? Or is this a situation which I think is more prudent that knowing that a lot of times you get into that second year, coaches are game planning for you. Again, they know what your game is. you got to change your game and allowing those players to grow for another year. You know, they didn't want to trade those guys at the trading deadline because they felt like they have something mm-hmm. uh, that ultimately was going to get better at, at, and grow the longer they had them here. But is this a situation where now you're feeling like, you know what, uh, we got to bring in another fide superstar. I may have to give up on some of this youth.
2: No, I actually don't think that's where this organization's thinking is. I don't think they've changed on that outlook, on how they view their young guys that they have in-house now. Because, look, you're going to have some space created by, for instance, Jackson Hayes, right? He, <laughs> nobody expects for him to receive another deal from the New Orleans Pelicans. Right. Jonas Valanciunas, I think his hold on, on the roster is precarious. He's got one more year left, and I I'm not sure if even we see how you know, beneficial he can be. I just don't think he fits what Willie Green does. So you may want mm-hmm. to move him. You have another spot available there. And then, you know, Herb, Trey, and Dyson are untouchable to me. They were at the last deadline. They mm-hmm. were at the previous summer. I, I okay. expect for that to continue. But guys that are That's more right. on say straddling the line like the Najee Marshals um, mm-hmm. and Kyra Lewis, for instance, right. I could very well see if another team likes them that they be moved. Because you have to make some space somewhere on the roster to open up some playing time, and I'll tell you what, I, I think I feel more comfortable opening up those guys' spots as I think the uh, front office views the same way.
1: I've talked about on this program for a long time now, over the last couple of months, maybe last month or so, uh, the 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 Golden State blueprint: athletic bigs and sharp shooters that can shoot the three. And mm-hmm. I love I love um, um, but I think they've got to get more athletic up front and they and they need shooters. Is that the direction you think they need to go?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, my number one uh, target or type of player I was looking for at the trade deadline was a big, a more mobile big, like a Nick Claxton. And that's still somebody I think we talked about several times on your show, Eric. That's who I would like to see the Pelicans pursue. Brooklyn right now. We don't know what their direction is, but they have a lot of good pieces like Claxon's and they may be better served trading a piece like that when they're not going to be winning now. So go after him. Go maybe, if you can't get a young guy, maybe then chase somebody a little bit older, like a Clint Capella, who they have Onyeka Okongwu sitting in the wings. But they've got to get somebody. They've got to get a legitimate rim runner, rim protector, somebody that, like I said, fits what Monty Williams used to like to do, where Willie Green has learned a lot, and now. now Willie, of course, as head coach is, preaching the same principles and concepts. Right. And you're right, three-point shooting, Eric. You hope that some players will naturally improve, right? Herb's not going to be as bad, and he's showing signs, right? I think here in March he's shooting about 38%, and Jose is better than he was last season. Dyson, you've got to think, rookie season, he's going to improve as well. But you do need to add some more. So, yeah, Chase, another Bogdanovich. That was my favorite at the last deadline. Somebody along those lines, a veteran yes. presence that can sure. shoot the ball, Right, give you 20 minutes and such and help you out when the scoring is a problem.
1: Always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, looking forward to our conversation next week. I want to get you on the TV show within the next couple of weeks as well. I want to do a, a, a full Pelican show. I'll contact you on, on that week. Uh, but for the audience out there, let them know how they can follow you on social media and they can check out your great site.
2: Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Eric. I hope we'll be having some more positive talks before we get there, right? Maybe there will be a yeah, plane me in the playoff run. But, yeah, until then, we're going to be, of course – following every game religiously, because it's really must-win here on out. Falcons nice. have to rack up as many wins, like I said, at least probably get to six out of the next remaining ten. So we'll be covering every game, giving you all the angles where everything's trending.
1: Ollie, thanks for the time, bud. We'll check in next week.
2: Absolutely. Take
1: care, there he goes. I like a sell of the bird rights. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhart air conditioning and Heating, North shore, South shore, East bank, West bank. If you need emergency service, they're there for you. If you just need service, they got 15 trucks in the field, 30 minute cruise call for they come to your home with business. I don't care what type of system you have at your home, or your business. They are authorized to service it. They're also author- authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. So again, if you're looking for a new system, Burkhart can put a new system in your home in, 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 in no time at all. And look, if it's a tough install, man, they don't shy away from tough installs. Uh, again. Matter of fact, they, they love tough installs. So, if you're looking for a company you can trust with your AC system or your heating system, think Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, also Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. All are open late, all are open seven days a week. Uh, all are open for lunch and dinner, with the exception of Oceana, which is open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get out there and get yourself a great meal and a fantastic cocktail at one of the Oceana Family restaurants. Stick around, Ross. Jackson's next
0: if you want a little soul with your country then you're with us New Orleans country from the classics to the songs that matter your country is on 106.1 Nash Icon or anytime at nashfm1061.com.
3: This report is sponsored by Pfizer
4: and BioNTech. Today's forecast says it's a great day to stay in the loop on COVID-19. Sign up now for reliable information on COVID-19 and a vaccine option, resources, and more at PfizerCOVID19.com. Sponsored by Pfizer and
3: BioNTech.
5: Be mindful of delays that are solid if you're traveling. On 10 westbound from just past Bonnable to before the airport. Look out for delays steady on 10 eastbound from just past the Bonnet Carry Spillway to Power Boulevard. And delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. In the meantime, look out for an accident on your interstates on 10 eastbound just before Franklin Avenue. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. And on the eastbound side, backups are steady from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection, look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling from just past Chapatoulas to the Camp Street exit. Also in the meantime, look out for delays on the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Services Traffic Center.
4: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, Others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit jpsojobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
1: Be on Hickory. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my A.C. ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any A.C. system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that A.C. this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mombo's.
4: They were ordinary people, like you
3: and me. Whose stories inspire us to find strength within. The National World War II Museum. Find
4: the extraordinary inside.
1: Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants: Oceana Grill, Mambos, Old New Orleans, Cookery, The Hineout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Rated Devoted number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor. Man, go hang out! I'm telling you, thirty plus TV screens is the best time of year again. With again, you've got college basketball, you got pro basketball, again, you've got uh, uh, again uh, all, uh, other sports that are out there. Uh, more importantly, again, you got a fantastic menu uh, with all your New Orleans favorites, including again uh, American favorites. So, like if you want a, a fantastic hamburger, they got that for you. You want barbecue ribs, they got that for you. Uh, but the uh, but the Louisiana seafood is out of sight. Amazing cocktails with an incredible beer selection. And of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique because it's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Hey, you want to find out more, go to BobbyABears.com. That's BobbyABears.com. Open late, seven days a week, lunch and dinner, 4101 uh, uh, Veterans at Lake Villa. It's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. This half hour brought to you by our friends at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All right. Thanks to Ali Gassel for joining us. Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints Podcast is now our guest. Look forward to Ross. Ross will be joining us on the TV show next week, uh, but he's with us each and every week here on the radio show. Ross, how are you, bud?
6: Hey, buddy. I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks so much as always uh, for having me on. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Looking forward to next week.
1: Yep, me too. First of all, let's, let's talk about John, first all, let's talk about uh, the, the, the the tragic situation, obviously, with Foster Morrow. Uh, it, it sounded like they were pretty close to a contract for him to be taking that physical there, uh, but unfortunately, it looks like he'll be out of, out of uh, the NFL, at least for this year. It's unfortunate, again, for a lot of reasons, obviously his health, but also, it's a free agent year, right? So, uh, with yeah. that said, just your thoughts there.
6: Yeah, I mean, this is you know, remarkable. Since 2017, the Saints have now had three of these occasions in which they've either uh, retain somebody or, you know, in Nick Fairley's case back in 2017, or maybe they made a move for somebody like John Dorenbos, uh years ago, and now here potentially closing in on a contract with Titan Foster Moreau during the medical, finding out he's got, you know, helping him find his diagnosis of Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is now a fight that he'll, he'll be dedicated to for, you know, you know, at least a foreseeable future. And uh, so, you know, obviously, first and foremost, you know, nothing but the best to Foster Moreau as he as he on you know as he begins that fight. But what a just sort of wild situation for the New Orleans Saints to now be sort of this medical staff catching now three different uh, potentially life-saving uh, diagnoses during routine physicals. Just uh, an absolutely interesting and, of course, absolutely phenomenal uh, you know story the the Saints medical staff has become over the course of the past handful of
1: years. Some people are touting Irv Smith, another native New Orleanian, went to Brother Martin High School, uh, and, and of course is now with the Minnesota Vikings as a free agent. He's kind of up and down in terms of his time with the Vikings. Your thoughts on, on, on that possible pickup, or is there some other tight ends that, that maybe you favor that are on the market? Or will they look to the draft?
6: Yeah, I think I mean look this, the free agent class in terms of what's left behind Foster Moreau is not great. Um, you know, Herb Smith is a, a good option. He's not much of a blocker and he comes in on only six foot two. That's not usually the same sort of go to um go to prototype when it comes to tight ends. And then the rest of the free agency market is, is kind of dull uh, outside of that. And so I think that look, the tight end class is really, really good this year. It's historically gonna be one of the best individual position groups to come through this uh, year's draft. And so being able to come in and get a hold of that and bring somebody on that is uh, uh, a guy that you still have to develop more than likely, you know, uh, through this year's draft class, but being, getting a part of that, uh, a part of that that pie, if you will, of of just phenomenal tight ends coming through this year's draft class feels like something that the New Orleans Saints should absolutely be interested in. So maybe you know you go with a maybe a lighter signing or a lower level signing in this year's free agency class. Certainly if Herb Smith Jr. Uh, Comes to you at a cheap contract, and obviously, you know, he he gives you a really good pass catcher, even though not necessarily the greatest blocker at the position. But Juwan Johnson has taken steps to develop there. Adam Troutman has taken steps to develop there. So you can find blocking in other areas. But, you know, taking advantage of this tight end class, even still, I think would make a lot of sense for New Orleans.
1: Let's talk defensive end. Um, they're expensive on the open market. Uh, again, you wrote about it this week. I know that you've talked about it on your podcast. The Saints again, uh, you know, uncovering more money, uh, being one of the top spenders in free agency. Now in the top ten in terms of available uh, um, a cap room to be able to go out and, and to spend. Um, do you think that they're going to address the defensive end position, uh, maybe in the set in, in the, and maybe post draft, in in terms of um, uh, a, a, a a standing NFL um, defense event, or, or do you think this is something they'll be looking in the draft for? Well, well, or maybe a combination of both. What are your thoughts?
6: Yeah, I do think a combination of both makes sense. I mean, this again, you know, much like tight end, this is a really talented edge rusher class as well. It's where you know, you could find value at that position in the fourth or fifth round at the beginning of day three with guys like KJ Henry out of Clemson. Um, you know, you can find a guy at the top of day two like Bare out of uh, out of Northwestern, and so there's a lot of really good value in this year's class that's before you start getting to some of the kind of unheralded guys that are even later in this year's draft and so uh, i i think with a combination of that as well as you know the the uh, defensive end position could be the position this year like safety was last year and kind of like wide receiver was last year to where you see players hold on until after the compensatory free agent you know pick uh uh sort of period. And and waiting until after the draft to land somewhere. You look at some of the names of the edge rushers that are still out there. You think about guys of course like like Frank Clark, although I don't think he would be the greatest fit for New Orleans, but mm-hmm. Yannick Ngakwe, for instance, who's had eight sacks in every single season yep. of his career, you know, him having that type of consistency opposite Cam Jordan, who's had, you know, seven and a half sacks every season since two thousand and twelve. Like that's really, really good edge rusher consistency that you could add to this team. But perhaps that's a position that sees a little bit more of an influx or maybe another sort of swing at that market uh, or wave of that market come off the board after the draft where you know it's a talented edge rusher class. You as a veteran who might have one contract left in your career, for all you know, you really want to go somewhere before the draft only to be replaced by a younger guy before you ever step into the facility, or do you wait for teams to make their draft classes, make their draft picks, and then go and join a team that's still looking to address that position post-draft. I think both of those things can make a lot of sense for the Orleans.
1: Talk about Jonathan Abram uh, and what he brings to the table. Um, you know, a guy that was a, was a great safety at Mississippi State, a hard hitter, but has struggled in coverage in his time in the NFL.
6: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's right. And I think he's somebody that maybe the closer to the line of scrimmage he is, the more impactful he is fantastic box safety, one of those guys that you love to just see, get a full head of steam heading downhill, making plays in the run game. He's a really good uh, click-and-close kind of guy or reading and reacting, seeing something develop and then making the right decision very quickly in terms of how to diagnose and attack that, particularly in the run game. Get him a little bit further away from the line of scrimmage, becomes a little bit less effective, although he has played that position, much like uh, Lonnie Johnson, another safety that they brought in. It's a lot of versatility uh, for this New Orleans Saints team so far. that has been bringing in a lot of DBs. Over the course of this week, and um, you know that makes a lot of sense. You've got Dennis Allen back there, who's a you know secondary specialist. Joe Woods, is a secondary specialist as well. You've got a fantastic DB coach in uh, Marcus Robertson. That's a part of all this as well. So you have a really, really good developmental group uh, and developmental coaches for a you know group of. Guys looking to, you know, land and kind of keep their career going in, in Ugo Amadi and Lonnie Johnson, as well as, of course, now Jonathan Abram. But I think Jonathan Abram is one of those guys that gives you quality depth at the position, kind of serves a Justin Evans-like role, uh, and being able to come in and be somebody that you can use in multiple places, but also somebody that can come in and give you a real charge of energy as well, which is something that Justin Evans did a good job of several times last season.
1: Now, last year, I know that a lot of saints fans myself included were a little frustrated on on the way the saints kind of utilized the the free agency market and and really did not care about the compensatory picks when they were probably in line for two third third round compensatory picks and because of you know when they signed their, the, those those free agents, they lost that. They're in line for a, a boatload of compensatory picks right now, and if they were maybe to hold out until after the draft to re sign or to sign some vets, they would have a, a, a they would have a, a more compensatory picks than I think they've ever had uh, in the recent in recent history. Do you think they even care about that?
6: I, I think it depends upon the value of players that's available. You know, I don't think that the Saints would be in a situation to where they would hold off from making a signing that they felt would help them you know, could help them win. For the, you know, for the sake of keeping a sixth-round compensatory pick, for instance. Uh, but, you know, look, they're, they're in line right now for two fourth-round compensatory picks, mm-hmm. and those could go a long way for them, especially, yep. you know, as a team that likes to move around in the draft as much. That helps them now, uh, and that also would help them move around in 2024 uh, as well. And so uh, I think at this point, at this point in free agency waiting a little bit unless they feel like there's somebody they can get a deal done with quickly like mm-hmm. i mean you know like if they were going to get a deal done with Foster Moreau that would have cost them probably one of those either one of those fourth round picks or the sixth round pick that they're still in line for and right. i think they would have been okay with that right because you know you're going to use a third round pick probably to draft a tight end it, it all comes out to the same for you and so right. uh, i think it just kind of depends upon the you know players that are available there i know that you know during the Sean Payton days comp picks were not really a part of the equation for them mm-hmm. at all to where you know, they were willing to sign players to whatever contract if it meant that it got those guys in the building. I think there's still an air of that, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's uh, just a little bit more uh, cognizance around, well, you know, this player's not really ready to sign right now, so instead of pushing it, um, you know, let's let's wait until after the draft. And you're seeing more and more players now. I mean, you saw it with Tyron Matthew, you saw it with Indominus. Yes. too. You're seeing it with more and more players that they want to wait until after that compensatory free agent uh, period because that impacts – contract that impacts how you know what happens for their old team that impacts Mm -hmm. how a team might be willing to spend on them all of that so you're seeing players now uh uh, take that into consideration about when they want to sign
1: as well with everything they've done give give, give me a grade right now on again the losses the signings and how you think they've come out
6: yeah I'd, i'd put them probably at a solid b right now i don't really do um, minus and, and plus, uh, you know, I think if, if you're getting an F, you're getting an F. You I'm know, not, not worried about giving you an F plus.
1: Uh, I so needed I those that... minus and pluses back in the day now, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
6: For real. Uh, but, so, you know, I, I look at them right now, and I, I'd say a B, right? I think they've done a great job. Okay. I think they've done wonderful stuff in terms of what they've added. I think they still, still have positions to address. I mean, re-signing Malcolm Roach was big, bringing back J T. Mm-hmm. Gray, bringing back Isaac Yadam who they brought back today. Those guys that can come in and serve on special teams, tie summers, those are all solid moves that keep everything going, but you still want to see them address a little bit of depth at linebackers. So want to see them address uh, more players over on the defensive tackle spot. They've got three now, but how do you continue to fill that out even before uh, the NFL draft, right? Can they get another tight end in the building? Do they want to continue to build offensive line depth? How do they want to address that contested catch wide receiver, um, at you know, whether that be at wide out or just a receiver at tight end? I think there's still a lot of those spots you want to see them fill out They've answered kind of a safety depth question. That's really good because that was one that we were a little worried about there for a little while. They have this, right. the, the corners, but now where do you fill out the rest of your depth in terms of making sure that you're in a position here, if you're the New Orleans Saints, for the first time probably since 2020, that you have the opportunity to rebuild the middle of your roster, rebuild your depth. Mm-hmm. That's what really took a hit during the pandemic year. And so yep. right now that's what I think you should be waiting for them to do, and they can do that with re signings They can do that with with you know bringing guys in. Uh, as well and so i think if we see them make a few more of those moves particularly addressing interior defensive line as well as even on the edge i think those would be the things that might scoop that up into an a but as of right now i'd call it you know pretty incomplete they still have some work to do so i would give it a b
1: best player available now for the draft uh, basically on what they've done so far
6: yeah, I think so. Or, or you do a little bit of a blend, right? Best player available at these positions, right? You don't have to necessarily right. worry about quarterback. don't have to necessarily worry about some of the other spots in the first round here. And so I think you could do a little bit of a blend of BPA or best player available along with you know positions of need. And so I think they're in a good spot there. I think right now, like defensive tackle, edge rusher, those the spots make a lot of sense essentially into your offensive line, a guy like Osiris Torrance out of Florida, that would make a lot of sense. Yep. So I think that there's kind of those trenches places where they can continue to invest where they always have. But look, I mean, if the right guy is there at 29, and let's say there's a there's a drop at wide receiver because there's a run early on corner, a run early on mm-hmm. you know interior defensive line, and let's say a run early on, um, on uh, edge rushers, for instance, then that gives you a chance to potentially land... You are a premier-wide receiver that gives you a future post-Michael Thomas. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just in case things don't work out. And so I wouldn't rule them out when it comes to that. I mean, they sent a pretty large contingent there to uh, Ohio State's uh, Pro Day. And, and look, they weren't there for C.J. Shroud. And so, you know, you look at a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba and what he could potentially add. You look at a guy like Zach Harrison on the defensive line and what he could potentially add. Um, You know, Cam Jones, the corner, like what could he potentially add? Like there's a lot of different spots where – they could potentially you know, see the right person fall at the right time.
1: And look, uh, because they brought Winston back, because they have Carr on his deal, which is, again, they, right. they get out into you. I don't think it precludes them from not picking a quarterback as well. If Hendon Hooker's there and they like him in the second or third round, I, I can see them pulling the trigger there because they need a third quarterback, and why, why not develop a third quarterback uh, as a rookie than rather, again, bringing in just a retread?
6: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's absolutely right. I think one of the things that you, know, you also look at with uh, with you know that first round is that yeah they might not be they might not be as interested in you know maybe grabbing a quarterback in the first maybe they want to get somebody there that's going to be able to impact them right away but that doesn't mean that they're done at quarterback right so so I completely agree if the right person is there at the right time and depending upon who else is on the board all these things that you know factor into the NFL draft I don't think the door is completely closed on a quarterback I think mm-hmm. it's a little bit more unlikely now than it was you know sure. a month ago. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it's impossible, for sure.
1: No doubt, Ross, thanks for the time, as always. Tell tell everybody about, and about your fantastic podcast, how they can catch all your writing, and how they can follow you on social media as well.
6: Yeah, I appreciate you, buddy. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with you. So thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you can follow everything I'm doing. Uh, easiest way to find it all is on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola, N-O-L-A. You can look for the podcast wherever you get your podcast. every Monday through Friday, as well as on YouTube. Just search Locked on Saints. And, of course, you can find all the written work over at saintswire.usatoday.com and crescentcitysports.com as well.
1: Thanks, buddy. Check in with you next week. Uh, looking forward to doing uh, TV and radio with you. So, as no, always, no thanks question. for
6: your time. No question, buddy. Appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Take care uh, and stay safe.
1: There you go. There he goes. Uh, Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints Podcast. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt if you're in the market for a generator. I know uh, a lot of folks are getting their income tax checks back, maybe getting you thinking about uh, putting that generator up in your home. Man, look, Don't hesitate. Uh, just take my advice. It's the it's one of the best things I've ever done. Okay, is getting the generator for Generac generator from Burkhart. Uh, first of all. Jason Burkhardt will come in, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of generator. If you've done the research, it's going to be a quick meeting because all you got to figure out then is, do you want to finance the generator over time or do you want to pay for that all up front? Burkhardt's going to give you an, a, a, a new install quality check after one month. They do that with everything they install for you, and they're going to give you a single-day install, which means that Burkhardt's dedicated generator team will handle everything for you from planning permits to inspections to even where they place that generator. Then, of course, comes again the service after the sale. 24-7, six Emergency service, a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator, and then maintaining that generator for you over time, changing the oil, changing the plugs, etc. That maintenance agreement. They got it all covered for you. And they have over a hundred generac generators in their warehouse right now, ready to be installed in your home or your business. Why are you hesitating? Looking for a generator, think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hurricane season seems a long way off, but now it's time to get ready for it. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Demand for generators is higher than ever. Don't get left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart now about a Generac automatic standby generator. Be at the front of the line for your Generac generator this year. When the power goes out, you keep the lights on as well as your refrigerator and AC. Don't wait. Talk to Burkhart now about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, Until tell Eric sent you. Eric here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were close, so I'm back here at the TikTok tock Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better
7: aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, I neither mean, does the morgue, so what's your point?
1: Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? Uh, I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe and the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At? Magazine for 1061 Nash Icons. This week marks the return of the New Orleans Entrepreneurs Week and the first ever Noe fest with
6: music from the Brassaholics and others at Generations Hall, no cover charge. And lovers of French food and music, head to La Fête Française this Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. featuring free admission, French food, music from Sweet
1: Crude, and more. For more ideas on things to do this weekend, visit whereyat.com and click on our community calendar or sign up for the Where You At
6: eBlast and get the best picks sent directly to your inbox.
4: Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number
3: one with Cumulus Radio and Digital.
1: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Special thanks to Ross Jackson, Also, again, Ali Gassel for joining us on the program. Gary Smith will talk Tulane UNO and the other city schools uh, at 515. And then we'll have Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, joining us at 535. We'll talk some LSU and Saints with him. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Look, Fridays and every day they serve great Louisiana seafood, but you know they're going out of their way on a, on a Lenten Friday to make sure you got all the seafood you need. And then, of course, the menus on a daily basis are outstanding. Uh, again, uh, uh, Oceana serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and Bobby Bear's uh, Cajun Cannon Restaurant as well as the hideout Bar serving lunch and dinner. And of course, cocktails are absolutely fantastic. Get out there and enjoy a great meal, cocktails, or some fun times at the Oceana family of restaurants. My name is Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. We'll be right back after these messages. Casting from the Deadly Demotion Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh. The TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high
0: cholesterol.
4: Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now.
0: Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for an extra $0.25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime, right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a $0.25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for $0.25 cents per gallon cash back on your first First fill up.
1: You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me?
5: What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth, it's good your goodness.
1: Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6, 106.1 FM. Nash Icon on your radio dial. Again, folks, don't forget about our digital platforms. Uh, and, uh, of course, a lot of ways to be able to catch our program. We are very blessed, i got to be honest with you. Uh, if you miss us during our 4 to 6 um, time slot, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, those are digital platforms. You can take the show with you anywhere. You can also catch the podcast on both of those uh, uh, platforms, NASHFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And our podcast is everywhere, uh, Spotify Anchor. Now, again, they've merged. that. That's our home base We're on all podcasting platforms. Make sure you check us out. If you miss any of our uh, our interviews, any of our program, and we appreciate all those that listen online uh, on the uh, on the podcast. We've got a great contingent of uh, listeners that listen on the podcast that from, from around the world, which is again very gratifying. So again, for those out there in podcast land, thanks for listening. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, hey, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, we feature Matty Hudak, uh, again the sideline reporter for the uh, Tulane Green Wave, also writes for Saints Wire, and also Brooke Kershoffer of WBL Channel uh, Channel Four sports. Both gals were incredible today. They did a great job on the TV show. Check us out tonight at 6 on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, uh, Friday night, nine o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, ten o'clock on L.A.E. Saturday morning at two a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at five p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We'll have it on our social media platforms this evening. It's already up on the WLA TV YouTube page, and it'll be on EricAsher.com by the by the end of the weekend. So, again, uh, uh, they did a great job. Saints, LSU. Let me just take this back. Saints, Pelicans, um, LSU, Tulane football. Um, I, I I touched on baseball. Uh, we also talked about the Louisiana Derby. As well as again LSU women's basketball, uh, and then of course LSU and Tulane football as well. So it really was a it was a full show. Hope you guys get a chance to check it out. It was Brooks' first time on the program. Maddie's second time on the show. Both ladies did a great job uh, on the program. So, again, we, uh, we look forward to having them back on the show down the line. Hey, we want to thank Alex Sell and Ross Jackson joining us in hour number one. Hour number two, Gary Smith coming up in about five minutes along with Jordy Colada. And today's program is brought to you by our friends uh, at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, also, again, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Mambo's. That's right, Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Folks, have you been? You know, I've been talking about it for a while now. You have to go. Okay, heading down to French Quarter Fest, maybe you're doing a weekend down in the French Quarter got to go over to Mambo's. First of all, uh, three floors of uh, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. When you walk in, you look around and go, oh my gosh, uh, the, I mean, how beautiful the restaurant is. Uh, you have a bar on the first floor. You take the elevator to the second floor. There's another bar on the second floor, but again, that's got a Bourbon Street balcony where you can overlook or overlook Bourbon Street. On the third floor is, again, Bourbon Street's only rooftop, uh, um, only rooftop bar where you can enjoy, again, fantastic cocktails, also great sight lines. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, if you go back to the First floor, you had picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street, and then also authentic Bourbon Street uh, courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. The food is absolutely fabulous, uh, and the cocktails are amazing. Uh, perfect night out for friends, family. Maybe, you, maybe you want to rent out the the, the uh, you know or the balcony or the or the uh, uh, the bur- the uh, uh, roof bar, or even, again, one of the four restaurants for, for your next event, they will put a great event on for you. Uh, they're open for lunch and dinner, seven days a week, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, but as I've mentioned, at, at the, uh, other American fair, because, look, there are a lot of tourists that go there being in the French Quarter, so they have to have a pretty uh, uh, round, uh, well-rounded uh, menu, uh, but it, it is a great time. I mean, it is, you walk in and the vibe is just fun. Okay, so mambono.com is where you find out more information. Also, again, uh, uh, right next door is the um, is the Hideout Bar, uh, where again you get uh, live music, food, drinks in a, in a authentic French court uh, courtyard setting, uh, in a 300-year-old building which is absolutely beautiful. Make your next Bourbon Street memory at Mambo's and and the Hideout Bar, 411 and 413 Bourbon Street, and you you'll be glad you did. Again, we want to, want, to, want to give our condolences and, 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 um, and, and our thoughts and prayers um, uh, to to just a tragedy that happened yesterday. And that is, again, um, um, Foster Murrow uh, being diagnosed by Saints doctors with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, the former Jesuit Blue Jay, the former LSU Tiger, now again uh, a free agent from the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, looked like he was honing in on a contract with the Saints. As I mentioned in the first hour, you do not get to the point where you're doing a physical unless the numbers are there and, they, and they've made pretty much an agreement. Uh, it is uh, It is one of the cancers that, again, is curable. Uh, he is a fighter. He's been a fighter his entire life, his entire career. As I said in the first hour, I know both his uncles, uh, you know, uh, David and Darryl uh, uh, Moreau from De La Salle. David was uh, the former baseball coach over at Jesuit. Darryl is a, uh, a Guinness World Record holder in terms of free throws made, went to De La Salle and also Tulane. Uh, and Foster's made a great, great uh, 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 NFL player out of himself and was ready to get a payday, uh, probably from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we, we, again, our thoughts and prayers are with the Murrow family and, and also with Foster. We know he's going to fight the, the good fight. And, uh, again, um, looking forward to seeing him back on the field. Uh, and, and hopefully, again, in the black and gold because you 'd hate for him to miss that opportunity, uh, but again, kudos to the Saints Dockers, as as Ross mentioned the third time that they have had say, a a player in uh, giving them a, a complete physical and have found again a malady that that, that could have cost them their lives so again again, uh, as you drop down on bended knee tonight, keep foster murrow and 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 the the Murrow family in your prayers. For a speedy recovery, uh, and kick cancer's ass. Okay, that's uh, that. That's where we're going with that. Pels take on a very important game tonight with with Charlotte uh, in the arena. I've talked about it over the last couple days. Man, I tell you what, there literally is no wiggle room for this team right now uh, in terms of uh, the ability to be able to um, uh, get into the um, uh, to the play to the playing tournament. Um, uh, they just don't have because again the losses that they've suffered in the second half of the season after the All Star break, literally after after the um, um, after uh, Zion's injury on January the second, uh, losing ten games in a row, three and sixteen in the month of January, uh, they are now up against it with ten games left, uh, five at home. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, five at home, five on the road, eight eight against the uh, the West, two against the East. Tonight is one of those Eastern Conference games against Charlotte, uh, and uh, uh, they're in a situation now where, again, because of and I, and I went through this in the first, I went through it yesterday. I'm not gonna, I don't have time to go through it again, but the tiebreakers really do not favor the Pels. Uh The Lakers uh, uh, and, and 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 Utah have the tiebreakers over them. They're right in front of them, um, so they have to go on a run here. Uh, the, the the hope is as I was talking to Ali earlier. Maybe again you get with the Clippers, maybe Memphis, maybe the Knicks, maybe Sacramento. Um, you know, maybe Golden State or Denver on the on this road trip. Uh, maybe again they start resting their starters because they've already solidified their playoff spot. That may help the Pels. Uh You can't count on Zion getting back. Uh, some are saying between uh, uh, Memphis on the fifth of uh, of April. To um, uh, the Knicks on the on, on the seventh of April, Ali said today he doesn't think he's coming. coming back to maybe Minnesota, which is the last game of the season, which is the ninth of April. So you know we'll see how that plays out. You know Ali was talking about possibly even uh, you know the um, the playing tournament. So uh, they need to get him back if they're going to make a run here. The question is again, how does he acclimate himself very very quickly to uh, uh, to what's been going on because it's a completely different game when he's on the floor. So we'll see how it plays out. All right let's head to the guest line. Jonas on the program normally at 4:15. Uh he jumped in at 5:15 cuz Ali's got uh a uh, uh, the uh presser with uh with uh Willie Green at at 5:15. Uh, it's my good friend Gary Smith of uh, The Wave Report. I'm telling you right now, you're a Tulane fan. You're excited about the upcoming football season, uh, what Ron Hunter's done in basketball, hopefully what's being turned around right now with the baseball season. you got to subscribe to The Wave Report. It's the most comprehensive look at Tulane athletics. And, of course, we got Gary Smith every single week. He also writes for com. Gary, how are you, bud?
3: Doing good, Eric. Doing good.
1: Gary, let's start off with, uh, with again, um, uh, this week and uh, the spring game. Mm-hmm. Um, What are you looking for specifically? And maybe some guys that, and you've written about a few of these, some guys that have really stuck out to you in spring.
3: Yeah, well, it's funny. Um, I'm not looking for a whole lot in the spring game because, as usual, there's a numbers crunch at certain positions. Julian's going to do four seven-and-a-half-minute quarters. We'll see how it goes, but they they um they they did hold a scrimmage uh, uh, last Saturday that probably was actually more significant than than, than what they're going to do on, uh, on on this Saturday. But uh, you know uh, the the two positions that have stood out to me in spring are the wide receivers and the cornerbacks. Um, those are two good positions <laughs> to stand out in, in modern uh, football. Again, I, I've mentioned it before, but just the the speed quotient at, at wide receiver. I talked to Jaquan Jackson today and. Uh, it used to be he was sort of the lone wolf as a really speed merchant at Tulane at, at wide receiver, and now he's one of a, a, a big group of, uh, of guys. The uh, transfer from Texas A&M, Yolke Brown, he can run. Jalen Rogers, who was ticketed to play last year, then got injured and was banged up and was never able to really get into the system. Uh, he, he he can fly. Um, Dante Fleming, the transfer from ULL, he can fly. Um, it's just it's, it's a different world, and I think you know w- without Tyje Spears uh, and, and with Michael Pratt coming back. I think the ball is going to be in the air more next year for Tulane than it was this year, and I think they're going to do a lot of damage uh, at that position. So I'll be looking forward to see what they can do uh, on Saturday, and, and then the cornerbacks. I talked to Jarius Monroe today. He is a guy who started, and he didn't start till late October last year when Jaden Kennedy went down with a season-ending injury, and then the coaches ended up picking him first-team All-Conference. I, I actually, at the time, I thought it was a little curious. I like Jarius Monroe. In then inter- in, in, in the Cotton Bowl, he intercepted Caleb Williams, made, made one of the biggest. Plays of the game defensively for Tulane, and he's been just outstanding this spring. He was a guy that Willie Fritz admitted they whiffed on. Um, they they could have. I mean, he was a legacy recruit. They could have signed him coming out of high school. They just didn't they didn't he went to Nichols, excelled there and he's he, he's capable of having an all he, a, a legitimate all conference season this year um, he, he's the total package and and, and but they're loaded at the cornerback position i wrote last week about aj hampton the transfer from northwestern started about 20 games at northwestern over his career he's looked really good this spring jaden candy should be back in the fall he was an all conference caliber performer and then they've got lance robinson who's one of the best tacklers in the conference so yeah they they they're, they're loaded i think I think they're better than they've ever been under Willie Fritz at wide receiver and cornerback, and, 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 and that bodes well for next year.
1: Talk about the running back position, and, and again, you talk about Tajay Spears moving on. Um, yep. uh, they had Shotty Clayton last year who came on yep. when he had an opportunity to play. But some of the players that, again, that maybe you're looking for in this spring game.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Shadi Clayton's going to have a thousand yard year this year. He's he, he's 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 not Tyje Spears, but then nobody's Ty j Spears, honestly. But 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 a shy Clayton Johnson can be a first team all all AAC performer next year the the way he's looked this spring at, at times. But yeah, he, he he's certainly not a lone wolf at that position. Arnold Barnes Duda is his nickname from from Booker T Washington enrolled early. He's looked really good. He, you can just tell he's a natural at running back. He had no no telling whether he's going to be truly ready to play, whether he can do all the little things like picking up blitzes stuff like that. But as a natural runner, he's looked excellent <laughs> in the spring. And then Iverson Celestine had a solid year last year. He's a year older. Uh, he he should be. He, I'm looking for for, for good things from him, too, so it, it's still, it, 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 you know, it, it's going to be more, I think it's going to be more back to the running back by committee that they used up until midway through last year when they realized, don't ever take Tajay Spears off the field, <laughs> um, and I think they're going to be highly effective, so it'll be interesting to see, yeah, uh, what, what they do, you don't, yeah, it'll also be interesting to see, it'll only be the second time there's been live tackling all, all spring, because that just doesn't happen anymore in, in, in football, they had the scrimmage right. last Saturday was the first time, and in then in the spring game, so, you know, it, 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 it's easier to look good as a running back when they're not actually, tactically so I, i'll be really interested to see especially with uh, arnold barnes because he really looks impressive um in, in spring i'd love to see what he can do tomorrow uh you know, you know saturday and with a lot of eyes on him
1: tulane beats washington last night before they take off for a three-game stint in in hawaii um they played better over the last couple weeks mm-hmm. have they turned the corner in your opinion
3: too early to tell. That was by far their best game, because I honestly, I don't really think they played that well against Columbia over the weekend. They did right. two out of three. The the last game, Columbia is a pitching thin team that was playing its fifth game of the week, and they started a pitcher with an ERA of over 12, and Tulane got five hits in that game. Now they did. They were patient. They walked 11 times, and they were able to come back and win 6-3. to three. But that wasn't a convincing win. But but at that point, all they just they needed any type of win. That was a really impressive performance last night. Uh, seven doubles in the first three innings. They had me, Giant. I started looking at the media guy, Just the all-time school record for a full game is nine. They didn't hit any more doubles, but then they hit three home runs and <laughs> um, by the sixth inning. And yeah, I don't know if Washington's really a good team, but they were fourteen and four going into that game. So they'd obviously been playing pretty well up until that point. And that, thats the kind of confidence you want to see. I always said Tulane's hitting was just atrocious in the first couple of weeks in the year. And they're a lot better than that. I expected the hitting to turn around. The key is going to be whether they can find enough arms to, to get the job done. I mean, they did give up nine runs last night, so it went like they were dominant on the mound. But they're starting to find some good arms. Michael Lombardi, the freshman reliever, has been absolutely terrific in, uh, in his last few outings. Um, their starting rotation on the weekend has the potential to be solid, but that's going to be the key. The hitting, the hitting was, it was a fluke how horrible the hitting was in the first couple weeks. They, they've got that figured out. T.O. Banks hit a home run last night where the pitch was low and outside. And he drove it the he he pulled it over the wall in left field you got to have a lot of talent and a lot, and a lot of bat talent to, to do that. So I, I think the issues at the plate are, are, are over for this team. The re, it's going to be the defense and the pitching. I'm not convinced yet. We'll, we'll see an important series against Hawaii. Right. They, need to, they need to keep this momentum going because conference schedule starts next week. It's a pretty weak conference. Honestly, the conference is worse than most of the teams Tulane has played this year for the most part. So they do have a chance to turn around, but I, I need to see more than one game before I'm convinced.
1: Have the defectors left the conference yet, or does that happened with football?
3: That is the – no, the defectors, this is the last – they're still in the league this year. It'll be next okay. year, it's the 2023-2024 um, um, academic year that, that they're all gone. So it's still the same league. Than it was last year, but it's just—I mean, this is a league. It's got a, a lot of the teams have been good in the past, but it's just really down right now. East Carolina is a great baseball program; they're they'll still great. UCF is playing pretty well this year. They look like they could be a good team. The rest of the the rest of the team, the league has been garbage this year. Houston, which used to be really good, they've been terrible. Wichita State, in the past, they were an elite program. They've been terrible. South Florida, they've been—they're ter- terrible. Memphis, Cincinnati—you can just go down the list. There's not much there in the league other than than East Carolina and maybe UCF. There is a real chance for Tulane to to make some hay in in the conference if they they can get better pitching than they had earlier this year.
1: University of New Orleans, again, starts their uh, – actually, the Southland starts conference play. They start off against Lamar this weekend. Talk a little bit about it.
3: Yeah, I mean another a good win for for UNO in midweek beating Southern Miss. That's the type of program they've struggled with in the last couple of years in, in general. Um, I, they didn't have much success against Texas, but that's not realistic to expect UNO to go into Texas and and, and do do well in, in that series. But I, I like what I've seen so far from 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 Blake Dean's team. I mean, he lost, again they lost their best player, Amani Larry, transferred to Mississippi State, I believe, and he's hitting over three hundred <laughs> for for that program. Um, that that's the reality in in, in this world a guy has an unexpected great year um if they get that free transfer that they, they they they're gone a lot of times yep. but I, I, UNO you looking pretty good um it's still too early to know for sure but um i i think uno has been a little bit better than i expected him to be this year blake dean's a good coach um so maybe i i, I really shouldn't be surprised
1: southeastern opens up against texas a&m uh uh corpus christi they're 12 and 9 how good are they looking
3: yeah, I mean they they looked pretty good. They played a pretty tough non-conference schedule. Um, yeah, I, I I I predicted going into the year. I, I thought they would win the league this year because uh, they 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 really weren't very as I said they weren't very good last year. That, that, in fact, that might have been one of the one of the, the worst teams Matt Riser's had. But guess what he did? He got them confident at the end of the year. They were able to come back, beat UNO twice in a row in the in the uh, their half of the. Tournament that they hosted, and then they were able to go to McNeese State and, and, and win that, and get to the, and get to an NCAA regional. I, I'm still expecting good things from Southeastern Louisiana this year. I, I think I think they're the favorite in the league going in.
1: Well, what's your take on on again Tim Duncan's comments about Mark Schlesinger and the program? Uh, did you take it as kind of an ultimatum to turn it around, or it's over? And was that a vote of confidence? What was, mm, what was your take? I,
3: I took it as an ultimatum. Um, I, I I knew I I. I felt this coming Um, going into the year. I'd heard rumblings that they weren't really, uh, they weren't happy with the direction of the program. Um, uh, I I don't think that's necessarily fair, but I'm just, I I, I had heard, I I thought this was possible. I, I did think that he may have forced, may have warded that off with the way the team finished at at the end of the year. Um, By the way, Jordan Johnson did end up as the nation. He he will be the nation's leader in three point shooting percentage for, for UNL. Another terrific find uh, a guy from Denver. There was no indication that he would be that good when he came to came to UNL. I think there's, there's some promise for next year for the team, but it was definitely a disappointing year. They they got hot at the end of the year when Jordan Johnson came back from an injury, but they should have been better. Um, I, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Mark Schlesinger is he's proven he's a good coach. Uh, it'll be interesting to see though what the di- dynamics are next year, how how that works out.
8: Mm-hmm.
3: This is definitely pressure being put on him. How does how does everybody around the program handle it? I, I'm not sure how that goes.
1: Yeah. How about Ron Hunter? And, and of course, his uh, his team coming a pretty good yeah. year. Uh, now it yeah. uh, looks like, again, just the, the whole vibe at Tulane is so different now with the athletic programs. Uh, how's he looking in terms of recruiting? Uh, is, is, his, is his situation better now uh, that we saw again, them kind of break through this year?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, honestly, Eric, I'm not sure. Uh, he did have a good year, um, I, and I'm there's no bigger backer of Ron Hunter than I am. I think they were still a little bit disappointed. They look. First off, let's they had their best conference season in 25 years, so let's put that let's get that out there. 26 years since 1997. So they went 12 and six. They had a lot of success, but when Ron Hunter said at the beginning of the year that he thought they were an NCAA tournament team, I know he he can he can make bold statements, but he he really believed that. And things just didn't congeal for them to be quite as good as they they thought they could be. Um, The Georgetown transfer, Colin Holloway, they brought him in to be a double-figure scorer. They had other guys they could have brought in and he started off okay and then just, just kind of petered out, really had issues with his hands, couldn't catch the ball in, in traffic. A lot of turnovers in the second half of the year where he just just couldn't hold on to the ball. He really wasn't a factor. They needed that extra scorer on their roster to, to help out. Um, so, yeah, and then a bunch of players have entered the transfer portal, but none of them, they're all guys that, that didn't play. Another disappointment was Jaden Coleman. This was a guy who came in. Ron Hunter described him as one of the best Pure shooters he'd ever coached when he when he came here, including his son, and he showed flashes in the first two years. This year, just he got in the doghouse, barely played the second half of the year. He's entered the transfer portal, so they they need. They, there can still be an NCAA tournament next year if they can keep their big three together, um, but they've got to hit. On the, they they got to hit the transfer portal and get the right guy. That the, 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 I think Colin Holloway will be back too. But they need they need a fourth reliable scorer um, to go along with the with the big three. And then when they've got Zion James coming back too, and he gives them so many things—not always scoring—but but everything else, they were one player short from getting to where they thought they would get this year.
1: Always a pleasure, uh, just a plethora of information each and every week. Thanks so much for being with us. Really enjoy you being on the program. Uh, once again, Gary, tell everybody about your fantastic website, how they could check it out, how they could become part of it, and uh, of course, again, how they can follow you on social media.
3: Sure, it's the wave report.com, um, tulane.rivals.com. Uh, talk to Jerry Spenrose, one of the best interviews Tulane's had in, in the last decade, probably. I talked to him today. Look for the full transcription of, uh, of what he had to say about his big plans uh, for next year on, on the website tomorrow. Also, going to do a feature on him for, for com. That'll be up sometime tomorrow, tomorrow too. And then my, my Twitter handle at Gare Smith, G U E R Smith. Um, yeah. If, if you were up late last night, I had about 50 tweets during the Tulane-Washington yeah. baseball game. Definitely was, the best game Tulane's played this year. Not sure I'm going to be able to make it for the Tulane-Hawaii games <laughs> to start around mid- <laughs> next right. night, uh, Friday and Saturday night, but, but skip those games. The, the, my Twitter, can, if there's a game going on, you know I'm tweeting about it other than that. I was
1: following you last night. That's how I was keeping up with what's going on with, with the game. I was watching some basketball and keeping up with yep. you on Twitter and what's happening with Tulane. So I was right there with you, my friend. Good to hear. (laughs) There you go. Thanks as always. We'll check in with you next week.
3: Okay. Thanks for having me on.
1: There he goes again, Gary Smith. Does a great job. He just does. I mean, he doesn't just cover Tulane. He covers New Orleans sports. When I have him on the TV show, he can go up against anybody. I mean, again, with his knowledge. Just a great knowledge and a great guy as well. Hey, folks, I've been look, I've had the privilege of telling everybody about Acadian Custom Shutters now for about a month, okay? And, and it started with, again, my conversation with Monroe, uh, the owner of the company, when he came to my home. And I've talked about it before. Look, we, we called all the hurricane shutters uh, uh uh, purveyors in our uh, companies in the city. The the one that called us back immediately was Acadian Custom Shutters, and they set the appointment. Monroe was early, not late. Uh, again, didn't over-promise, but over-delivered, and I mean, again, you know, as this thing went went along, and I saw the work they did and the quality workmanship, and then of course, you know, we're able to satisfy what my wife and I both wanted. I wanted the Bahamas shutters, she wanted the operable louvers. We got the best of both worlds. I've been telling you about that a lot now over the last month. Uh, I'm proud to be able to again talk about this company, and and now you could put a visual to, again, some of the things I've been talking about over the last month, like, again, uh, the, the the hurricane shutters, which are, again, second to none. Remember, everything American-made, everything locally sourced. Uh, but, again, hurricane shutters, which, again, include, again, you can get the uh, Colonia, the Bahamas, the Apple the Louvers, Spanish Cedar Wood, uh, uh, hurricane roll-downs, accordions, Lexan panels. I mean, uh, since 1995, uh, Acadian Custom Shutters has been taking care of New Orleans when it comes to hurricane shutters. Uh, but now you can you can look at this visually on their on their upgraded website, and we're so proud of the website, the way the website looks. Acadian Custom Shutters uh, uh, dot com is where you go. Uh, I've talked about window coverings. It's one for me to talk talk about window coverings, but it's another thing for you to be able to go on the website now and see what I've been talking about. How again, Acadian Custom Shutters can beautify your home. Look, I know us guys, we're not really worried about about window coverings, right? But your wife is, and a happy wife is a happy life, right? So again, when 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 you When you're ready... Go, go to Acadian Custom Shutters website, which again has been upgraded and looks phenomenal. Also again, the outdoor living. Look, I can't tell you we've been in the yard the last couple of weekends. We're, we're getting excited about outdoor, our outdoor living space about expanding that. And a lot of people are, maybe you already have an outdoor living space. Let my friends at, at, at Acadian Custom Shutters come out and enhance that for you with again, interior, exterior roller shades that are motorized. Those screen enclosures that again, maybe you have a patio, you want a screen enclosure, or maybe you need to upgrade that screen enclosure again and also uh, patio covers, awnings. All that is available for you right now on the website, AcadianCustomShutters.com, where you can see that for yourself. Remember, everything american made, everything locally sourced, serving the South Shore, North Shore, South Louisiana, Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, again, 10% off on, until, until April the 12th. Uh, and, but right now, if you go to the website, uh, you can also, again, uh, take advantage of, again, the, uh, the spring sale. Uh, that has special offers on all products. Let me give you the phone number, 985-893-3119. I can promise you they'll answer the phone. I can promise you they'll set the appointment, and they'll be there on time and taking care of you, their customer. And then now, again, AcadianCustomShutters.com. Check them out online and see everything that, again, I've been talking about over the last month. You're looking to be able to upgrade your, your home, whether, again, it's hurricane shutters, maybe it's a wall a window coverings or that outdoor living space. Don't do it, don't sign a contract with any other company till you call my friends at Acadian Custom Shutters, nine eight five eight nine three three one one nine or Acadian or Shutters.com. Go check out the website, absolutely fabulous. We'll be right back.
3: This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Hiring, heating up? Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com credit.
5: Be mindful that I-55 northbound between Tangipahoa and Manchac is closed due to an incident. Again, keep in mind that I-55 northbound just between the Tangipahoa and St. John the Baptist Parish line in Manchac is closed due to an incident. So your delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling on 10 eastbound. From just past the Bonnet Carry Spillway to Power Boulevard, and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound, your delays are heavy from North Claiborne to just before the airport. Look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge, and on the eastbound side from just before St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, keep in mind your delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling. On the eastbound side from Avondale to just before Barrataria Boulevard. And then delays pick back up from Stumpf Boulevard to the Crescent City Connection right at the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And then delays pick back up on the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just before Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And in the meantime, look out for accidents Carrollton Avenue at Flowerdale Court. Also look out for accidents North Claiborne at Columbus Street, also North Galvis at La Harp, also Orleans at North Lopez, and also Poitras at Barone. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Services Traffic Center.
1: Hey, folks, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire Hickory & Airline in Metairie. Over 51 years in business. That's right. Since 1972, taking care of New Orleanians' vehicles. And I'm proud to bring my vehicle to Southern Tire. You know why? I trust the Piazza family. Again, uh, uh, Tony Sr., Tony Jr., uh, they're uh, on the premises along with, his, along with uh, Tony's uh, daughter, Jen, his wife. All there, family-owned and operated business, and again, taking care of you. Uh, ASC certified technicians. Some of those de- technicians have been with uh, Tony for decades, okay? So you get to know them by their friends. First name. Also, you're talking about a one-stop shop when you're talking about your automobile. Uh, if your automobile is out of warranty, everybody's looking for a shop they can trust, right? I trust Southern Tire. Southern Tire offers again the latest in diagnostic equipment. You get at the dealership, and I've said it before. I'll put my reputation on even more de- d- d- uh, diagnostic equipment than you get at the dealership because I've seen again what Tony is, in- is invested in. And then you're talking about the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. Something for everyone's vehicle, something for everyone's budget. And folks, now's the time to strike. Uh, uh, right now, all the well, most of the tires at Southern Tire are on sale. Go to southerntire.com, check out the sales. Also, again, I'm putting that on our social media platforms as well for you. So, again, tires are getting a little bald. Maybe you're getting into the summer months. You want a new set of tires. Now's the time to go. Southern Tire has wheels and tires up to 30 inches, and you can finance that as well. They're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. They have Saturday service for you because they know you're working during the week, and maybe you need Saturdays to get your car serviced. That's 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number and SouthernTire.com is the website. Since 1972, taking care of New Orleans vehicles, that's Tony Piazza and the Piazza family, Southern Tire Hickory & Airline in Metairie. We'll be right back.
4: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community.
1: Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharaghan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harriman. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my A.C. ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. If you're looking to maximize and beautify your outdoor living space, then call my friends at Acadian Custom Shutters at 985-893-3119. Awnings, patio covers, screen enclosures, motorized interior and exterior roller shades, and many more affordable options to extend and enhance your outdoor living space. Our expert crews use American-made and locally sourced quality products. Let's work together and imagine the possibilities in designing your dream area. Serving the South Shore, North Shore, South Louisiana, and the Mississippi Gulf Coast, Acadian Custom Shutters, 985-893-3119, or at Acadian Custom shutters.com
5: cumulus new orleans has an immediate opening for a radio digital account executive excellent earning potential incredible benefits and wonderful working conditions side sales experience preferred to apply go to cumulus.com and click on work here that's cumulus.com join the winning team today at cumulus media new orleans and change your life for the better radio and digital marketing is a high energy fun and exciting career apply at cumulus.com an equal opportunity employer
4: don't let this happen your largest investment call DA exterminating now Ready and
3: waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA
1: now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Of course, our program every Thursday is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Mambo's Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant. Old New Orleans cookery in the Hideout Bar, and of course the Mothership, the first, the original, Oceana Grill, Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They are open seven days a week for you. If you love breakfast, if you're somebody that just cherishes a good breakfast, uh, you have got to head on over, over to Oceana. They start at 8 a.m. and go all the way until 1 p.m. And I'm telling you again, the the uh, the, the breakfast items are second to none. Uh, you if you really love a a great breakfast in New Orleans, you've got to go to Oceana Grill. Also. Um, the lunch service starts. It starts at 10 a.m. and goes to uh, 4 p.m. The dinner service from 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. until the party stops. Chock full of again Cajun Creole cuisine dishes that are absolutely fantastic. That will delight uh, for lunch and dinner. Also, incredible cocktails by some of the great mixologists we have in the city. I can't tell you the years that I did uh, live remotes at Oceana, coming out of the, out out of the bar area with again the, with the uh, cocktails and the, uh, can I call them concoctions? Uh, again, that the oohs and ahs that you would get from uh, from from the from the patrons. Then, of course, Charles Grilled oysters, oysters on the half shell. You can belly right up to the bar and, and enjoy that. Uh, five private rooms for your next event can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests, and boy, Oceana can put on a party. Uh, family-friendly, well, with, with, again, especially, again, also dog-friendly when it comes to their um, authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. It's just an all-around great time, and and, and also, again, a fantastic meal and great cocktails over at Oceana Grill. Uh, Oceana Grill's open 8 a.m until 1 a.m. daily, that's seven days a week, so they're open late. Get down to the French Quarter and enjoy, again, a great meal and cocktails at Oceana Grill, 739 Conti at Bourbon, or again, at oceanagrill.com. All right, joining us on the program now, I just think his show's fantastic, and if you haven't checked it out all these months that we've been talking about it, shame on you. Uh, again, he's taking the digital platform by, by, by storm. He's expanded his digital platform with some great satellite shows as well. He's Jordi Collado, The Jordi Collado Show. Jordi, welcome. How are you today?
7: Hey, thanks for having me,
1: Jordy. Let's start off with the Lady Tigers uh, heading out to Greenville, uh, South Carolina, uh, taking on Utah, Villanova, Miami on the other side of the bracket. From them, they'll get you if they win. They get the winner of, of that and then head into the, the final four, Sweet Sixteen for, for for Kim Mulkey and her team. Talk a little bit about this challenge this week against Utah.
7: Yeah, a really dynamic challenge. When you talk about Utah, the Pac-12 champs, they can score. They got five that average in double digits that they'll have to contain defensively. I thought that was the most impressive part about LSU last weekend in the opening weekend of the tournament was how they played defense, really. I thought they defended at a very high level. The intensity was up. You could tell that they were really ready to play. Last year's first-round scare, I thought, versus Jackson State, really humbled them to a point where um, you know, they came in very focused. I think they carry that over into Greenville this weekend. And, look, I was there Sunday night versus Michigan. You know, we've watched a lot of basketball uh, in, in South Louisiana and, and had a treat to, you know, see some of the great rebounders, people, you know, like Shaquille O'Neal and Tyrus Thomas and Jordan Mickey and Nas Reed and Sylvia Fowles. I can't really recall somebody that that possesses the skill uh, that 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 Angel Reese does when it comes down to rebounding the basketball, she's as impressive as I've seen the way that she uses her body, and she can kind of pogo stick the ball to her, and uh, it's it, it, it's really impressive. She's one of those athletes, see, that she's more impressive in person when you watch her play than she is on television. And don't get me wrong, yeah. I mean she yeah she, she she definitely plays well on television, but when you see her in person, she affects the game. In so many ways, I mean, whether it's talking a little bit to the other team, keeping her teammates involved the way she is, even when she's on the bench. I mean, she just has such an effect on the game. I can't imagine what it's like preparing for her as an opponent or as an opposing coach.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, she's been, a, she's been a fabulous addition. And, you know, just looking, she's a double-double machine. I mean, mm-hmm. it just uh, and, and seems to be pretty much unstoppable on the collegiate level as, uh, as a women's basketball player. Kim Mulkey
7: last week said Dennis Rodman, and, and when she said it, it stuck because, mm-hmm. you know, Rodman was a little undersized, and she's yes. got good size out there, but she really mm-hmm. uses her body as well as anyone she uses angles she uses crevices she tips the ball to herself I mean sometimes it may look like she goes over the back but like I said when you see her in person when you're watching her in person and we had some really good seats last weekend and was able to see it up close I mean she she really plays straight up she uses her length. she's got really good hand eye and athleticism to kind of you know play with the ball and make sure that it you know, it comes to her. I mean, she she had ten boards in the first quarter mm-hmm. last weekend. I mean, it, it just to watch her do that part of the game is is really impressive.
1: Um, they're they're so ahead of schedule, and if you would talk a bit about that, because again, nobody thought that Mulkey would come in and in two years be in the Sweet Sixteen. No one.
7: I mean, really. I mean, you, 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 more because of the program that she was taking over. You know, I mean, right. You know, you, you think. Matt McMahon had a tall task and he did, you know, Mulkey had had similar <laughs> when she got there a year before. I mean, it was just, it was a culture and environment that was so used to losing at that point. I mean, it was just a, a bad mentality. And for her to flip it like she did, I mean, you know, shows her relentlessness, her recruiting ability, uh, you know, the way she used the transfer portal in that first season, what uh, was, was incredible. And, you know, I mean, obviously, once she gets out there and and she feels like she's got a competitive team, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to be well coached. And yes. um, uh, you know, I, I think for all of us and even to Mulkey to agree, they probably are ahead of schedule. And you know, we've used that term a lot with her since she's been in Baton Rouge. But sometimes I think quietly and confident, she probably thinks they're just about right. You know, what I mean, I mm-hmm. think she she has such a high standard and holds the the program and, and and her ability is such a high regard. I, I don't think that she is is built to be patient. You know, I really right. don't. I, I don't think that she's got the. I don't think she's got the genetics to, to to wait on it. So, you know, as surprising as it is, and it is. You know, I think that there'll be a national championship contender next season, and you mm-hmm. know, they may backdoor into the final four this year. Um, you know, the, the, which would be incredible. It would. It would be amazing. Um, but it wouldn't be surprising. You know, I no. mean. I would agree with two two number one seeds bounced last weekend. You know, mm-hmm. women's college basketball is, is is you know it's a lot like um, it's a lot like the NFL, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. or excuse me, like college football. You know, I mean, right. I, I could probably give you three of the four teams that are going to be in the playoffs next year. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's probably going to be Georgia, Ohio State, or Michigan—a mix of those two, another SEC team, and maybe USC from out. You know, it'd be some combination of that. Women's college basketball same way i mean it's usually uconn tennessee baylor you know stanford the usual suspects at the top to see a couple of one seeds get bounced in the round of 32 that that's a good sign i think for the sport that you know i mean the yes. gap is closing the, the parity yeah. is catching up so um you know uh, you know like like we said i mean they, they could backdoor into a into it this year
0: Right.
1: Um, let's talk a little bit about the um, uh, the, the LSU baseball team. Uh, they win the series against Texas A&M uh, last weekend, but come up with their first loss. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people this week uh, again, and, and, and they say if there might be one weakness on the team, it's middle relief. I'd love to get your take on that. If there is a weakness on the team, was it exposed a little bit by Texas A&M or is that an anomaly? You know,
7: look, those same guys that we said were struggling were the guys that we were really impressed with in the non-conference. You know, I think that they just – they ran into a very motivated team, a team that caught a little bit of fire. And LSU did some things that they they have not really done all season long. I mean, you know, for the first time they showed a little bit of vulnerability and and lost the lead while playing with it. And, um, you know, it – Baseball is so tough to criticize, you know. When when, when you got a team as good as LSU, you know, I mean, really, I, they, they threw a kid on Tuesday night, Griffin Herring, who, you know, I mean, nobody's ever heard of. And again, this is a midweek game against Central Arkansas, but I mean, he, he was in command. I mean, he was a guy that looked like <clears throat> he can he can give you SEC innings. So I mean, he's another arm that potentially they could they could they could run out there and you know be a problem. So. Yeah, I think they're still trying to find it. I don't know if the middle relief is a problem. I don't know if it's an issue. I still yeah, I think, think it's a early to make that, that determination. That right? It is. It is. And look, they're too talented. You know, I mean, I think at some point they're going to figure it out. Christian Little, I, you know, I mean, that that was that's the first time we've seen him do that. You know, I mean, that that's he 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 was not <clears throat> obviously. I mean, he 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 was very upset with with the way that that played out. So, you know, I I think. They'll figure it out. They're very good. You know, I mean, they got some guys, like I said, you know, that 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 we haven't even heard of yet, that they right. haven't even thrown out there that I think they're still going to give a chance and maybe look at as a potential option. So, um, you know, I, I still think they're trying to to tinker and and find what, what, what fits best.
1: Arkansas this weekend. Now, they've moved uh, tomorrow's game up to noon, right, because of weather.
7: This is right. Yeah, yeah. uh, It looks like they got some bad weather coming through all of Louisiana. It looks like Mm we are pummeled this weekend. And LSU is trying to get these games in. So, um, you know, you may look at even for a doubleheader on Saturday, um, you know, with with what, uh, you know, potentially could be here. Beautiful.
1: Always a pleasure, my friend. Love having you on the program. Tell the folks about your great program, your platform, and all the satellite shows, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, uh
7: Jordy Collada Show, easy to find us at Colada Show on social media. But look, it's baseball season and Mikey Motsuk and Jared Mitchell have a great show on Monday, Wednesday and Fridays. They are joined by Coach Jay Johnson every Monday night. He's uh he he's their guest and is really, you know, very candid with the with, with the former first round picks and all Americans. And uh, if you're looking for that it's it's mic'd up with Mikey Motzuck. You can Find it uh, all over social media, and if you're, you're a subscriber to our show, the Colada Show, all you got to do is go down on YouTube and you'll see a lot of the channels that we're affiliated with and Mike Dubs right there. So uh, it's a great listen in baseball season.
1: It's a great listen anytime because, again, you do a fantastic job each and every morning. And, again, uh, if, you, if you enjoy my show, believe me, you'll definitely enjoy Jordy's show. Jordy's got great guests, great insight, and, of course, it's set up so that you can watch it any time you want. Yes, we'd love to see you watch from 7 to 9, but you can watch it any time you want on YouTube, and we appreciate your time as always. Thank you. Talk to you next week, man. You got it, at Jordy Collada on Twitter. Make sure, again, you have give him a follow as well. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt. Again, if you come home tonight, AC is not cooling on for you. Uh, again, maybe you're, you're looking to tune that AC up. Uh, maybe, again, you're still uh, on the North Shore, maybe using the heater a bit. and that And maybe that's giving you some problems. Uh, Burkard has after-hours service for you with, again, a Burkard employee answering the phone, dispatching a Burkhardt truck with an 8 7 technician out to your home or your business. Uh, during regular hours, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute cursing call before they come to your home or business. Truly a company can trust. Uh, they are authorized to service all systems, all brands, and, of course, can, uh, can offer you some of the top brands in the industry if you're looking for a new air conditioner heating system. Hey, well, you could trust Burkhardt. I've trusted Burkhardt for over 30 years. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, that's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by my good friends at the Oceana family of restaurants. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hinaw Bar and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, all are open late, all are open seven days a week, all have fantastic menus for you and great cocktails. You want a celebration, you want to enjoy a great meal, do it at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. Eric Asher with Hito 6. We'll be right back. Make your next New Orleans memory
0: at Mambo's. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. The prices on all these highly rated tequilas are amazing. Total Wine must have made a mistake.
4: <laughs> nope, they always have the best deals in town. Remember that amazing reposado your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here.
0: <laughs> whoa, that's a low price. I mean, Whoa. That's a low
4: price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly. B21.
5: My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids
1: have to sell their home. I knew we could not put off getting life insurance. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $40 a month. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $18 a month.
0: Call SelectQuote at
1: 1-800-929-2121 or go to SelectQuote.com
0: now. That's 1-800-929-2121. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials.
4: I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent, but then I tried Babbel.
0: Want the most effective way to learn another language? In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel's bite-sized lessons will have you learning another language in as little as three weeks.
4: Babbel gets you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world.
0: University studies have shown that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a semester of college Spanish. If you want to learn a new language, there's no better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try Babbel for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
1: Six three. All right, welcome back. As we wrap up here on this Thursday, remember, coming up next is the Life Resources Bottom line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. So keep it right here on, on 106.1 FM. On WLAE TV, it is the award winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Brooke Kershoffer and Maddie Hudak join me on the program. So check that out there. And of course, tomorrow is the William Grant Family Distiller's Friday Extravaganza. I want to thank all the great sponsors that sponsor our program, especially our title sponsor today of the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cage kind of restaurant. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. all have a fantastic menu for you and a great cocktail menu is uh to boot. So again get out there and enjoy a great meal at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. Also I want to thank all the sponsors sponsor our program. Hey head to Ericasher.com uh there's a slideshow of all the sponsors sponsor our program click on one of the icon of your favorite sponsor it'll take you right to their website everything you need to know about that sponsor is right there for you again eric ericasher.com our podcast will be up about 30 minutes after the program I know it's March Madness. I'm eking to get out there and watch it myself. Uh, so enjoy all the great basketball tonight. Hopefully the Pelicans get a win and a must-win against Charlotte. So I'll be up late watching that on, on tape delay, as they used to say, and that'll be on the DVR. And as always, been a blast to all. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program. Thanks to Rudy back at studio. Thanks to our guests today, Alec or of the Bird Rights, also um, Gary Smith, as well as... Um, um, Jody Collada and Ross Jackson that's it for me New Orleans have a wonderful evening my name is Eric Asher from the dog catch of the governor that includes the mayor
0: they all gotta go